Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. There's more to tech than just code. I mean, we, the organization is Women Who Code, and we do, right? But it, there, we do more, and all of them are really interesting. And I think that also understanding that tech is should is often viewed as this weird island, right, of nerds, but it's actually just like any other industry and should be as accessible as any other industry. It's time for Women Who Code Conversations, a segment to hear from top technology professionals sitting down with a Women Who Code member to discuss real-world experiences in the industry, what they've learned over the course of their career, and what they think is coming next for tech. Hi, I'm Tara Hernandez, Vice President of Developer Productivity at MongoDB, Board of Directors for Women Who Code, and the founder of the Women Who Code podcast. I'm J.L. Lewinton, Senior Producer, Press and Digital Content for Women Who Code. And I'm Kimberly Jacobs, Senior Communications Manager at Women Who Code. And I produce the recordings of Women Who Code podcasts, specifically our conversations episodes that come out every Wednesday. And today we're talking about the Women Who Code podcast. This is in celebration of the one-year anniversary of the relaunch of the podcast, which has grown so much in the past year. But if we're going to talk about the Women Who Code podcast, then we really have to start with uh, Tara Hernandez, who um, created it. Can you tell us about what inspired the podcast? So this goes back to 2014 and having lunch with Elena Percival, who's the CEO of Women Who Code. And uh, we were introduced by a mutual friend or a mutual acquaintance, I guess, friend of mine, acquaintance of hers. We had lunch at Cafe Plouffe in San Francisco, which is, this, unfortunately, it's gone now. It didn't survive the uh, the shutdown, but it was this great little French restaurant in the financial district. And she's telling me about this nascent organization about how to get um, their visibility and support for women in high-tech industry. And I was so inspired by that. And we kept the conversation going um, periodically. Um, she encouraged me to get more involved in, in outbound advocacy, which I had not done before. Um, all of the work that I had done at that point had been to support women within the companies that I was working in. Um, at the time, I was working for a company uh, in downtown San Francisco called Lithium. So um, I gave my first talk at the Connect Conference uh, that following year, I believe, in Seattle. And uh, and then she started talking to me about, you know, this emerging idea of advisory board members and other ways for people to contribute. And obviously she, as in her role, was really looking for fundraising opportunities. And that's not something I had any knowledge about. And I felt, well, that's, I, you know, I can't be helpful in that regard. Um, but then I thought around, uh, I was thinking about the idea of here are these emerging communities that she's trying to support. What are things that we have at our at our disposal that can help with that? sort of conversation. And a friend of mine had recently concluded a podcast he had run. So I took him out to lunch and picked his brain. And, and then I pitched it to Elena and she's like, sure, why not? So I didn't know anything about it. I have I had a notebook there. I just kind of took some, took some notes and I didn't really have a good, you know, full disclosure, did not have a good plan. You know, you, you hear from professional podcasters like, oh, we, you know, we have a, our schedule built out a year in advance uh, and I would just be talking to people. I'm like, oh, that's a cool story. You want to do a podcast? And we would organize it. Didn't have any tools. Uh, didn't have any software. Didn't have any editing experience. I just went for it. The recordings were originally done using Google Meet. And then I would extract the audio. And I originally started using iMovie because it happened to be on my laptop. And I could use the visual part of the recording as, as kind of um, placeholders 
and then I would extract the audio and, and publish that up. So, you know, figuring out how to publish to Apple podcast and, and then over to Android. And then I was doing that manually. And then I figured out, oh, now there's these services that you can pay money to. So the money that I paid to use those services like Hipcast and Zencaster, I just, that was part of my contribution to, to the, to the cause. Um, but it was very much kind of a, a labor of awkward love uh, the whole time. It was always a very challenging thing for me. It's not my ballywick. Um, but I did enjoy it as as as, as far as the process went. Um, and I, it it got pretty pretty good reception. And I think people were really intrigued by the idea of like, here are just these random people telling their stories um, that happen to be women who happen to be in tech. And so I felt like, all right, there's something, there's something here to follow up on. Why do you think it was important to have a tech podcast for women? Most podcasts at the time, and actually probably even now still tech podcasts, really tend to be done by people who are naturally extroverted. Um, and statistically, they tend to be male, not not completely. There's, there's plenty of women out there as well. But you just weren't hearing a lot of, of, of variety of voices. Or if, uh, if there were podcasts um, that might have women, you know, might be one woman, uh, and they would be topic specific, um, or it would really only be about executive level and up. Right. And I felt that there was a lot of stories that could be told more broadly than that. And if Women Who Code's charter is broadly about women of all types within high tech industry, you know, around software development as a career, that there there was probably a real opportunity um, for people to hear something that they could relate to more concretely. Right. And, and what benefits could that be? And it did really inspire um, a lot of people who were like, hey, I, you know, it never occurred to me to do this, but, you know, could, could I tell my story? Or I know someone who has a good story to tell. I know that you uh, creating the podcast really inspired me because um, a- after a while, um, we ended up relaunching it. Right. <laughs> and uh, I remember the first time I heard about the podcast, because I've always listened to podcasts. I, I listen to them constantly. <laughs> But, you know, whenever I'm, I'm I'm doing anything that doesn't require like super focused driving or whatever. And uh, the first time I heard that Women Who Code had a podcast, it was like so cool. It was pretty early on, right? 2016, maybe? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like really early on. And, you know, I, I was a, a freelancer for the company at the time. And I was just like so excited to hear about it and, and, and just to download it and be like, oh, wow company I work for as a, as a, as a and, and it was great. It, it had all these inspiring stories. And, and I always wanted to, you know, I I'd ho- always hoped that we could do more with it, but we were a tiny little company and, uh, and, and you know. And, and I think that was a really interesting challenge because, you know, on the one hand, Elena and I, are like, well, maybe we could get some sponsors, but managing sponsors is really hard. And it's like, this is something I'm doing on the side and women who code didn't have the ability at the time. So I think we had one one sponsor who was interested, but we never were able to kind of close the loop on that. And I was just like, ah, never mind, right? Uh, and I was perfectly happy to continue to pay out of pocket just as part of my, you know, contribution. But but yeah, it's it it to go from a very kind of lightweight, low cost, but also low impact podcast to see what happens versus having a lot of intention uh, around strategy. There's a really big investment jump as far as time and resources to do that. So I'm really pleased that. It's now part of the core of Women Who Code, um, where it, it always belonged in the first place. It just it took a while to get there. You could only get there with your vision, you know, seeing that possibility in the future. And, and, and that's amazing. That, that, that's, that's so cool. 
And, and I, I guess we should talk a little bit about the relaunch real quick. Relaunch production happened. value is vastly better. Let me just call you out on that. <laughs> it's so much better. <laughs> I, I would say that um, you know we relaunched one year ago, and we did it um, you know from HQ with with, with the, the whole limited code team behind it, and um, it really started really started when you know I, I had always been thinking about it certainly, and really started with, with Tara, but. Also, as soon as Kimberly joined joined the company, she joined Women Who Code about a year ago. And when she did, she brought a whole new level to, to the communications team. And she, she just re- really, really brought us up to, to uh, being more sophisticated and, and having a, another level of, of being able to, to, to work on things. And it, and it coincided with the, the entire team growing, like, like Women Who Code. In I think two years, it like quadrupled or, or, or more in in size, and just the, the the employees. Not not to mention the the community, which is, has ballooned to to you know a huge amount. And, and uh, you know when Kimberly joined, we also had Shanita, who who is a, was a social media manager, and, and Sarah, who who was also on social media, and who have both gone on to do great things. And suddenly it went from being, you know, a, a, a tiny company to, to a company with teams in it. And, 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 and a team makes a real difference. Like, it was amazing. We were doing the, these blogs and, and we, were, we were doing this content and it was great. You know, we were getting, you know, written content from these amazing people in tech, these amazing women that were, that were doing awesome things, super inspirational, great, great technology information, great, awesome stuff. And, and, and often what we were doing was we were, we were recording the, the, the conversations we were having with them and then transcribing them into these awesome blogs. And then we realized, well, we're recording these conversations with them and they're really good conversations. We should like tell people about them, you know? And, and, and that was just like, you know, the, <laughs> that was just the beginning. And, and, and now it's all about like, let's talk about all the cool stuff I'm doing. Let's talk about all the cool people in our community, all, all of the amazing, inspirational, outrageously like just awesome people, and 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 highlight them, and spotlight them, and 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 turn them into stars, and that's uh, really, really what it was all about. And so, you know, we started editing videos, and we started recording videos, and and we started doing all that. And uh, I'd really love to hear Kimberly from you about what what your role was in that relaunch. Yes, thanks, JL. It was so I will say, like Tara starting the podcast made it easier to pitch the relaunch <laughs> because we had something to work with already. We had an infrastructure. Um, and just in general, women who code really had a great foundation in place. Like you mentioned, JL, we had the blog where we were recording the interviews already and turning them into blogs. Um, we had the podcast already, um, although it hadn't been produced in a while. And then also we had IG Lives that we did during Connect Reimagine, which is um, another thing that sparked the idea too in relaunching the podcast for me, because it's like we're doing the live IG um, during Connect Reimagine at the time when I first started. We have the blogs, we have this, like, let's just make this a thing. Um, And then also with the growth of the team, it also just like helped skyrocket it to the, to the next level as well. Like, I just remember um, 
actually, we relaunched on September 30th, but Shanita and Sarah, they started September 20th and creating the copy and the design was part of their like first trial by fire. Yeah, literally, that was their first like major assignment. And it was funny because, well, it's not funny, actually. It was just like so inspiring um, for me because it was like I knew I couldn't take it to the level that they did. And when I saw that final product and just like the copy they wrote for social media, the graphics that Sarah created for social media and for the cover, like it really was a sentimental moment for me um, in our team meeting at that time. Cause I was just like, wow, we're about to like do some amazing things as a team. And with the podcast, like it was, it was just like a foreshadowing for the growth we've had over the last year. So, yeah. And, and it's, I'm so relieved, honestly, that, that, that happened you know, for me when we went into pandemic and we're working from home and, um, circumstances for me changed at the time I was at Google and I went into that, you know, never stop working. And I would be up talking to uh, up early, talking to Europe and up late talking to India. And, and, you know, and my family's like, hello, you're working from home. We should see you more, not less. And then it was, you know, finding that creative energy to, to try and on top of all of that, you know, put some energy into the podcast. I'm sitting there every week going, I should do something for the podcast. I can't do it. I can't do it. And I think that whole, that first year, I think all of us, sort of the energy levels went down. I reached out to people and we just kind of lost the momentum there. And so when JL and you reached out and, and you guys started it up again, I'm like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> it's saved. Right. But it's, you know, I think that so many things changed in 2020 for the better. And so to see this kind of like, it's a, it's our Phoenix from the ashes right, uh, to bring it back. So it, it made me super happy. That's a perfect way to describe it. Uh, just rising back out from the ashes and coming to life and then coming to life in such a way. And two, Tara, you were one of our first guests on the podcast representing Google and we had such an amazing um, conversation with you. And I remember like recording that with you and Joey, who just like also is very great interviewer and just being in awe, like my mouth was open the whole time. Mind you, I don't have a tech background. <laughs> I have a journalism background. So from a, so from a storytelling point of view, everything that you were talking about, I was like totally engaged, which also is the great sign of a great podcast because it's more than just for women in tech, but anyone who just loves to hear inspiring stories, no matter your tech background or not, everyone tells their story in a way where anyone can understand, um, including my non-tech self. Um, <laughs> so yeah. And uh, just the vast knowledge that all the women who participate every week uh, share and their journey. And it's relatable too, from a career point of view as well, because um, although like the, what we do is different, the career journey has similarities as far as, you know, seniority level, learning how to project manage, uh, talking to your managers and just things of that nature are cross-industry information to an extent. So, yeah. 
Absolutely. There's there's more to tech than just code. I mean, we the organization is women who code and we do, right? But it, there, we do more and all of them are really interesting. And I think that also understanding that tech is should is often viewed as this weird island, right, of nerds, but it's actually just like any other industry and should be as accessible as any other industry for all kinds of women. I totally agree. I think the other thing that makes it unique as well is like the diversity of women that it showcases. And it's not even just like diversity by ethnicity because, you know, that's what people think of first, but the journey is diverse. The age, the location, the culture, even the technology is diverse. Like these women have different backgrounds in tech, which also adds to the to it being so interesting as I listen to each and every interview and yeah, just being a global organization and just reiterates who Women Who Code is and what we stand for. Going into the relaunch, I do want to just touch on some of the things that it took to get the relaunch done. To Tara's point, it is a lot of work. Um, and we don't want to belabor like everything that goes into it, but I will say like it really does take a team. My part of getting the podcast created is working with our communications team, but also our programs team and partnerships team. So the partnerships team sources participants who share their stories and the program team sources interviewers. And I think it was just like a perfect meld for our members to be able to partake and, and ask the burning questions that um people who love the specific tech that these women are a part of or the part of the industry that they're a part of, adding those, asking those questions that pe- that they want to know. Like I said, I don't have a tech background. So I am sometimes like, can you break this down for me and help me understand? And it always comes out really, really great. Um, I love how 99% of the time, both participants have great chemistry, so it really does flow as a conversation. And there's just general excitement, the authenticity of the storytelling part um, that's added to it and everything. Like That's kind of the key things that bring the interview together and um, get it to a point where it's able to be edited and passed on to JL, who takes on that part and so much more uh, once the recording is done. JL, can you speak to your portion too? So I would I would say that um, my, my role is really to to continue evolving the podcast, which uh, sounds really silly, but it, it, it kind of is because um, yes, the the the, the podcast gets um, we we produce original content, which is usually conversations, which is what our initial show was. The podcast is now three shows a week instead of one, which is kind of cool. And um, my role um, has been to t- take the uh, the video. I do editing. I had to learn editing for this. I had to learn audio editing. I, I've had to learn YouTube and and um, YouTube marketing and and podcast marketing and, and all that stuff. <clears throat> but beyond that, I've also really been intrigued as we've continued this process by the fact that Women Who Code is an organization that produces so much amazing content. <clears throat> we are, I mean, we're traditionally a programming-focused organization. We put up five events every single week that are completely free, 
and you can go you know, online right now and learn about Python or mobile or, or front end or UX, UI, whatever you want and, and, and learn it. And, and we're, we're putting the, the, this content out. And so what I've, I've started doing and what we've started evolving the podcast into is to be something that's more community-based where it's not just where we're highlighting our members. Absolutely. We should highlight them, should make them, I want to make them movie stars. I want to make all of them absolutely, you know, top stars, but also the, 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 the programming that they're putting out is now going to become part of the podcast. And so this is part of our, our commitment to accessibility, where if you want to learn something in a live session with people and a chat and all that, you can do that. If you want to learn that same thing from a YouTube video, because that's what's comfortable for you, you can do that. If you want to put your earbuds in and, and drive around and listen and learn something, great. If you want to read it in, in our blog, you can do that. Any way that you want to access our content anytime, it's there. And, and that's really what I, I consider to be the, the big part of my role is directing uh, the coordination uh, that we're doing with programming and the, uh, the production levels that we're, that we're adding to certain things and, and the way that we're just shaping this podcast to be um, <clears throat> community building, completely accessible education resource for the entire community and the entire world. I 100% agree. <laughs> and you are the brains behind like the expansion and the thought and the strategy of this for sure. So spot on. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't I can't agree more. The accessibility aspect of it and, and being able to for any variation, because you can manage, you know, maybe not strong English speakers might want something written they can translate or, you know, something in YouTube where they can get built in translations or you know, just preference, um, and but but making it so that everybody's uh, ideal scenario is supported, and and that that content is, is always available. It, it's yeah. a content library. Um, you, you can get it live, or you can come and 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 learn later, and and continue to learn, and then continue to grow with the community. And just you know, that's what Women Who Code is, and and that's why the podcast is cool because Women Who Code is really cool. <laughs> yes, it is. Amen. And our members are brilliant. Like yes. they bring so much brilliance uh, to each other, to the community. And then on top of that, like they're growing at the same time. So they're just becoming more brilliant. <laughs> and yeah. So as we just like continue to talk about this, like some of our interviews. So we have the different shows, as we mentioned, and the podcast is like kind of evolved in a couple a few different ways over the last year but one of the first evolvements of it from the source participant and member has been also the till team till interviews and then from that we started to call the episodes this like particular show I should say women who code conversations and it was inspired by um our women who code turns 10 campaign this year and it incorporates like video uh, interviews between two TIL members and um, members of our community just talking about very specific topics. Um, one of the first ones was with Elena and Joey just really talking about how Women Who Code became what it has over the last 10 years and the journey together. Elena, our CEO, and Joey, our president, um, that was like such a great conversation between them and just kind of showing their dedication and commitment to um, the mission. And 
in general, we wanted it to feel like just conversations and not this, this stiff, like I ask a question, you answer. I ask a question, you answer type of feel, but really just like talking together. And I think it's also just another reiteration of how um, our community interacts with each other as well. Um, Some other uh, episodes and topics that come to mind too that were really great, which all of them are really, really great. I think I just was like surprised by some of the things I learned through these particular um, interviews was like the Mother's Day interview with Yvonne from a director from um, one of our Latin American communities and Joey, our president, they talked about being a mother in tech and the impact of COVID and um, a lot of things and how they've actually excelled tremendously through their through motherhood, which is not surprising, but so many times like the propaganda, I guess, that is put out there is that like being a mother ends your life and slows you down and all those type of things. So that was really awesome. And then also conversation with Sierra and Vui, also members in our community and just like how volunteering has led to them elevating in their careers and also just like how they've created community amongst themselves and with their um, networks locally and abroad. And yeah, like they were just very inspiring. So I would say go back and listen. And a lot of the themes that flow through all of those interviews, even the ones I'm not mentioning, is like community and being able to ask for help and advice and also just feeling more confident throughout their career journey. Uh, well, what about you, JL? What are your thoughts on that? I think that it was the uh, the first iteration of what would become the three shows that, that we're producing each week, which is Women Who Code Conversations, Women Who Code Talks Tech, and Women Who Code Career Nav. And I, I think that us evolving to having three shows a week and and possibly even more in the future. Who knows? I'm not allowed to talk about it. But um, yeah, <laughs> I, I think that that's really an important evolution for us to uh, produce the kind of content that people want to hear specifically and, and to, to, to meet people where they are and where they, where they want to be. I remember in some of the, for a while, we were trying to reach out and, and get uh, some of the, the network leadership on the, the early podcast. And I remember this two really great episodes where one was with Lisa Smith, who's um, uh, Rally Durham network. And she was talking about some of the, like the, the brunching, you know, she's like Southern charm. It's all about the brunches and that really kind of what that community needed more than anything was that, that strong sense of kind of personal community to help that Rally Durham was a more nascent tech hub, as opposed to, um, you know, talking to uh, the Silicon Valley network directors Akansha and Anju and Michelle uh, at the time, and it was one of other. I think I think they're still one of the largest, but at the time I think it was second largest uh, by membership and just the pure volume of technical content, which was the main focus. Um, and so that idea of also the the podcast as a medium for ongoing sharing of ideas in in our you know the all important volunteer and member communities. Um, I think you know you you all have taken it with the relaunch and put a little bit more structure around that idea, but we de- definitely saw, you know, some of those topics um, emerging uh, as things that people were, were definitely interested in. That, that, that's really cool that, that like, you know, apparently that the vision was there all along and, and just 
Well, it wasn't a vision. I think it is as more of a of an yeah. evolving understanding that we had, you know, as as a group. So, well, I mean, we we definitely picked up on that too. I mean, the yeah. topics immediately started to emerge that were were very much desired. Yeah, I totally agree with that. <clears throat> Just the natural alignment from what you started, Tara, to now, like in all the different topics, it's really been a seamless alignment um over this past year plus you know it's funny it's i think it's a good analogy for how i work in i do infrastructure engineering um and overseeing an organization out mongodb but i I always tell my engineers like i never implement the final product i implement prototypes and then y'all you know you go off and make it real and so i think women who code radio with the first version um that was the prototype and now we've got the real deal and it's it's fun to see I love that. Yeah, I really love that. I think also back to kind of like your brunch point too, is like we incorporated this aspect of asking them to talk about things they do outside of work as well, because we are all human and um, showcasing like the great things that we do outside of work, I think was very important to me as I joined the team, because I think when you talk about women and like the awesomeness that we are in general, you you can't talk about what they do for work without really having insight into how cool they are outside of work too. And I always love the answers. Like, you know, I've heard everything from mountain biking to traveling to um, being a soccer mom and like, having support dogs and volunteering different places like I just love the added diversity in that as well and that women technologists are not a monolith like (laughs) they're not just sitting there reading books and coding all day they're out living life just like everyone else um, can imagine and you're among technologists all the time and may not know um, in the outside world. So I think that's another great thing that is pulled forward through the podcast. JL, do you have any favorite episodes? I, I think that all of the episodes of the podcast are great, obviously. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, there, there's been a lot of cool ones. Uh, there's been a, a whole lot of cool ones. I, I know the one that Tara was on was awesome. We already mentioned oh, that. Um, amazing. And yeah. Just uh, off the wall, really good. Um, I know we, we've had a bunch with um, our volunteers. Um, you mentioned uh, the one with um, with uh, Vui and, and, and Sierra, but I remember the one with uh, Mackenzie and Sapphire where um, they were taping it and they were so nervous and they, they were just so ner- And it came out so good. And, and those are both now, now team members. And, and it was just really cool to, to, to see how that, how that turned out and, and their story about how they came to, to be with Women Who Code and, and, and participate and, and then, um, I mean, uh, recently we did one on using crypto to help LATAM communities overcome financial problems, which I just thought was like, I've written on it a couple of times for Women Who Code. And I thought that's like, that's what we do, using cool technology to overcome problems. And, and, and yeah, that's, that's excellent. And we even, like, I remember it was um, National Geology Day and we were like, oh, what kind of episode could we do? Oh, we'll do something generic. And then we're like, oh, somebody knows a geophysicist. Okay. Let's have Natasha Hendricks on. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Tara, what, what were some of your favorite episodes? So the ones that I really, I think, enjoyed the most was 
episodes one and, and 12 both were around career transitioners. Um, and, you know, in episode one, we had uh, people who had been mathematicians and lawyers involving the tech. And then, then we had uh, even more fun in a, from a kind of a, a, a divergence perspective. We had professional musicians um, who had, who were both boot, boot campers. And I love that. It's like, you know, people in tech can come from anywhere uh, and can, and can thrive. And uh, in that, in that, in the music episode, we actually had some of the music uh, that they had produced in the episode, which was also super fun. Um, and I think my my close second was, um, and this was something I had hoped to do every year, and unfortunately, it ended up not happening. But um, I was interviewing random people at the Connect conference, and we had a, a little sofa a stage, and we would just pull people up out of the, out of the uh, the event center, and 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 then put those blurbs together. Um, that's when I learned how hard it is to do editing. <laughs> I'm not very good at it. Uh, but it was a lot of fun and to, to see the enthusiasm of people getting excited about, oh, yeah, I got a little blurb in the podcast. So, yeah, I, I, I miss it in a way, but I'm glad to see it in much better, uh, more dedicated hands. I've heard about that podcast, the podcast booth at the conference. <laughs> JL shared that with me. We were going to try to re- replicate that, but it's harder to do digitally. But yeah, so um, it's so awesome just to hear the growth over time and just like some of the things that make Women Who Code's podcast so awesome and unique um, and really connects with our audience and our listeners. We JL has mentioned a little bit about how the podcast has grown over time. I do want to just like, you know, touch on that just briefly um, about the next phase of the podcast and, you know, how what we see for the future or are we allowed to talk about that because we have such big plans i mean there there are you know we can hint (laughs) to a couple of things i i I mean like will it be coming to a tv near you i don't know will will there be you know an increase in shows and will there be more original content and will there be some really cool guests Maybe. I don't know. We can't promise anything that would be foolish, but we can definitely uh, say that there's really cool stuff coming. Right? There, there, are big, there are big visions. Um, the, the Women Who Code has always thought really, really big. I mean, that's how we've grown so, so fast and, and in such a short time. And we have not stopped thinking big. This podcast is going to just evolve more and more and more. And it can't help it because Women Who Code's community is just so vibrant and, and amazing that we have to showcase it. And so we are going to make uh, all of our members stars. You're all going to be in Hollywood. You're all going to be on the red carpet. And that is the plan for the podcast going forward. <laughs> and I'll leave that there. That was the perfect way to say that and wrap that up. So the final thing is, what are each of our pro tips for podcasting? based on our experience so far. I'll start. Um, For me, I just think from a storytelling point of view, authenticity is key. I just love when you just show up and you're just yourself and you just tell your experience and your story. Um, I think that always is going to resonate with members and other women um, outside of the community uh, so for me, I think uh, the biggest lesson I learned was knowing nothing about it. It takes about five times longer than you think it's going to. Uh, preparation is really key. 
um, and editing is really challenging. <laughs> I, I would say just remember that uh, with the podcast, you have a global audience. Um, you, you're not just talking to, to yourself or to one person or, or to the people you know, you're talking to everybody. And so be aware of that and, and try to make what you say just uh, open to everyone who might be hearing it and, and um, you know, inspiring to everyone who might hear it and welcoming to everyone who might hear it. Awesome. Well, this has been such a pleasure talking to uh, the two of you. Thank you so much, Tara, for joining us and just for starting the podcast and laying out that foundation and um, blueprint for us. And JL, you know, like we are like the dynamic duo and then the dynamic comms team in general with uh, Shanita and Sarah as well. Yeah. Any final words? Keep it going. It's great. (laughs) Thank you. Womenwhocode.com backslash podcast. Um, Sign up to be a guest. You can be a star. You have something to teach. Uh, come and listen. You have something to learn and join the community. Womenwhocode.com. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.